Well, as always, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together. Uh, for Gary Brubaker, who always puts our music together so wonderfully. Um, for Kathy Eden, who was our liturgist this morning. And for our Wesley Choir and Praise Team, who lead all of our music. Thank you. As we are in this... Um, in the season of um, Epiphany and after Christmas and um, hearing stories about Jesus. We're hearing the story about Jesus, um, uh, one of Jesus' well, most well-known teachings, the Sermon on the Mount. And the piece in particular this morning that we're going to talk about is the section called the Beatitudes. <clears throat> we'll talk about what we can learn from those teachings today and how they can help us live our faith today. So would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, um, we heard uh, Kathy read the uh, passage of scripture this morning. And maybe if you were following along in your own Bible, um, you read a different version. <clears throat> Now, it's not a secret um, that there are many different versions and translations of the Bible. Um, some of those translations are translations of translations. <coughs> some are probably more scholarly accurate. Um, some are more modern. Some are more poetic. Um, and some were written for particular times and places or particular groups of people. And so with all of these versions of the Bible, it can feel confusing about what we're supposed to learn or what we're supposed to know, um, especially when some of these versions seem really different from one another. So <clears throat> uh, my proposal is that we all just learn Hebrew and Greek um, and read the Bible in the original languages. That would make it all easy, right? Okay, so that's not really practical either. Um, and um, there is a part that I really like having all of the different translations and the different um, versions to hear something different a little bit, uh, a little bit every time. <clears throat> so I'm asked a lot of times as a pastor, um, what translation or what version of the Bible is the best and what should people read? And um, there are a lot of really good ones. And so my answer to that is... Um, is pretty simple. Uh, my answer as to what is the best version and the best tr translation that you should read of the Bible is the one that you'll read, <clears throat> right? Um, because sometimes there are translations that are easier to read for some uh, than others. Some <clears throat> are connected to particular parts of our story. So whatever version that you'll read is the one that you should read. Uh, and sometimes there are different versions or translations that might speak to you in different times of your life as well, or even different parts of scripture you like to hear, maybe from the King James Version, and parts that you like to hear from the Message, or the New Revised Standard, or the New International Version. Um, there may be parts that you like to hear from other places, <clears throat> and sometimes there are parts that are from different translations that may be challenging um, in a good way, that challenge us and, um, and broaden our horizons. So which part, which version of the Bible should you read? The one that you'll read. Um, <clears throat> in particular, <laughs> the, today, the section that we're reading um, comes from the Gospel of Matthew and from the Sermon on the Mount um, in this collection of teachings from Jesus. This particular section is called the Blessed Are, the Beatitudes, or sometimes they're translated as Happy Are. Um, now, I want you to hear them again, just from a different version. So this is coming from the message. 
And I think, again, they provide just a different, um, a different way of hearing the same words. <clears throat> you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. <clears throat> you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. <clears throat> then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out <clears throat> or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they're uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for even though they don't like it, I do, and all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten in this kind of trouble. A slightly different version. <clears throat> and so as you heard that read, um, compared to maybe what's in, in your Bible or what we heard uh, earlier, was there something that you heard differently in that version? <clears throat> maybe was there a word or a phrase that stuck out to you more or struck you more or maybe that you identified with um, differently or more? Was there a way that you heard God speaking to you in a way that maybe you hadn't before or in a way that you needed to hear? <clears throat> That's the beauty of scripture, is that it continually unfolds to us. It continually shares with us a message from God, a revelation of who God is, that it's, it's, uh, it's so inspirational to ourselves and to our lives to hear who God uh, has called us to do and to be. <clears throat> so in this passage, we're talking about um, blessings. Blessed are, happy are. Um, <clears throat> so when you think about being blessed, um, when do you feel the most blessed? And probably the easiest answer to that is going to be is when things are going well, right? When you get good news, <clears throat> you get good news about something. Oh, this is such a blessing. Um, when the treatments have worked, oh, I'm so blessed. Uh, maybe when there's enough money to pay all the bills, this is such a blessing. When you spend time with your friends or your family, we are so blessed to have one another. Now, we often think about blessings then as just good things, that that's when we're blessed. Um, and rarely do we think or do we say that we're blessed after something hard has happened or something difficult or something not so good. When you're at a funeral, oh, we're so blessed at this death. Doesn't come across quite that great, right? Um, after you've just had a fight with someone. Oh, we're so blessed to have this disagreement. <clears throat> you don't often think about those things as blessings, um, at least at first, um, and maybe ever. 
Um, and you certainly don't express it that way. Um, well, most of the time, people don't express it that way. Several years ago, um, I was talking with someone after, um, after a tornado had hit one of the towns that I was serving nearby, and they said the same thing had happened to them, and they were sharing this story. Um, they said several years that when a tornado had hit um, one of their family members' homes, um, they were visiting with them afterwards and sharing and lamenting and grieving all that had been lost, um, and then someone just said, you know what, this is a blessing. And there were kind of looks around like we just lost our home and this is a blessing. <clears throat> and she said, this is a blessing. We just don't know what the blessing is yet. Can you imagine living life like that, looking for the blessing in the middle of the mess? And it's not always easy to find the blessings in the middle of the mess or to be willing to look for the blessings in the middle of the mess. But they're there. And so how do you hold on to your faith when things get hard? How do you count your blessings when maybe you don't recognize them? How do you remember that you're blessed when you may not feel very particularly very blessed? <clears throat> A lot of times when we use the word blessed, it's become equated to be lucky. Uh, we're blessed. We're lucky that this happened. We're blessed that this happened um, because that's often how it gets used more or less but that's not what it means. It doesn't mean by luck or by chance. Blessed means something different. In Hebrew, the word is baruch. Um, and that word baruch means blessed, but it also means to increase joy and peacefulness. Now that's a different way of looking at what it means to be blessed. Uh, there's a Jewish scholar by the name of Dr. Nathan Lopez Cardozo, and he says, how wise were the sages of Israel when they instituted the custom of making a blessing on almost anything. The custom of making a blessing on almost anything, whether it's eating, drinking, observing natural phenomena, or smelling extravagant aromas. They depicted all these activities as nothing less than totally miraculous. We are blessed to be a blessing. <clears throat> and when we recognize these blessings, we acknowledge God. God as our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer. God as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge who God is in both the omnipotence of God and the nearness of who God is. And our blessings should remind us not just of who God is, but to draw closer to this God. And maybe those are those big things like good news or family and friends. And maybe those are little things there are often so many little blessings that really aren't that little. <clears throat> there was a time in my life when I was really struggling with my faith. And one of the things that I did was made a commitment to practice to looking for 10 blessings every day. And some days it was really hard. Some days were very easy. Like I got a call from a friend or I had dinner with family or I spent time with, with family and friends or um, I saw someone in the hospital who's getting released or, um, you know, there were lots of places where it was easy to say, ah, oh, this was a blessing. <clears throat> but then there was other days that just weren't as easy. And so I found the blessings that I would write down on some days would be, I had a good cup of coffee today. My cats made me laugh. I slept really good last night. Or maybe I looked at my journals and one of them said, I had a good cookie. I wish that I could find that cookie again, right? <clears throat> 
And so sometimes there were things that, that they didn't seem very big or looking back, maybe it doesn't seem like that's a blessing, like a cup of coffee. But y'all, have you ever had a bad cup of coffee um, or a bad cookie? Cookies and coffee can be a blessing. I mean, blessings are more than those big things, but they're the little things too, because God isn't present just in the, in the, in the high and the big moments, but in every single moment. In the moments where we avoid getting in an accident and the moments when we wash the dishes and the moments when we're having heartfelt conversations with family and friends and in the moments that we sneeze. God is there in the big and the little and the extraordinary and the ordinary. And we don't acknowledge the goodness of God just in the big things, but in every single space. God has blessed us to be a blessing to others. And how do we recognize those blessings day in and day out? Sarah Bessie, who is an, <clears throat> an author and a speaker, um, she's written books on prayers <clears throat> and miracles. Um, she wrote the prayer that we used earlier this morning. Um, and she wrote this blessing um, just this week uh, that I think speaks to uh, all of the blessings that we experience. <clears throat> May you be blessed by the gift of your whole self. May you deal tenderly with your faults and your griefs, your strength and your victories, knowing that the line between them is blurred. May you forgive and love the parts of yourself that have kept you up at night. May you sense the presence of love and grace in the bruised places. May you begin to understand that your whole story can be a gift. May you know that your quirks can cure us. <clears throat> Our suffering has formed us. Your sorrow is a place of intimacy. Your joy is precious. Your ordinary days matter, and what saves us is love. May you love yourself as fiercely as you love others. May you bless everything that has formed you, not because it was officially necessarily ordained by God as a blueprint, but simply because there are also because these also shaped you into the compassionate, empathetic, wise person that you are now. There is always someone else out there willing to make you promises about perfection and positivity, about erasing your edges and making you look and sound like everyone else. May you have the courage to resist it always. May you be the weirdo who loves their own story. <clears throat> May you stand within it, complexity and all, and know the faithfulness of God, the empowerment of the Spirit, and the friendship of Jesus. May your own eyes be open for stubborn, unexpected beauty when you look at your own life. May your whole story serve God and your neighbor well. May they open you up to the truth that you don't need to be the perfect version of you to matter, to be enough, to be loved, and to love. You, as you are, are beloved, and you belong in love. <clears throat> How many of those places in our life would we maybe say that wasn't a blessing? And yet where was God present in there, offering us more love, more peace, offering us blessing, offering us God's self? <clears throat> so maybe you need to find those places for you. Maybe this week you need to count your blessings, big and small. 
Maybe those times that seem like miracles, that were huge events. Maybe also a good cup of coffee or a good cup of tea or a good cookie. And remember to pass those blessings on because we're not just blessed to keep them to ourselves, but we're blessed to be a blessing to others. And so maybe as your awareness of your own blessings increases, so will your desire to pass them along. Remember, you are loved by God. You are blessed by God. Be blessed and be blessed to be a blessing to others. Amen.